I V M. Hi, you are listening to the Tanishila podcast with me, Hamsini Hariharan. Today, I am joined by Anupam Manur and Saurabh Chandra, and we are talking about the withdrawal of the 500 rupee and 1000 rupee notes. So, over the last week, there has been a lot of hype about everyone saying this move is going to do everything from stopping black money to Advance, 
right? So in the short term, people are trying to find whatever means they can to exhaust their cash. Not just commodity. I think people are also converting their black money into. Uh, uh, let's say religious favor. Yeah. I think <laughs> if you saw temples and uh, all other, uh, I mean, what a religious institution saw a massive spike in donations a, since the announcement. So, <laughs> correct, 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 absolutely. Uh, so, but there's also a lot of talk about how this is going to stop counterfeiting, and you know, actors in our neighboring states will no longer be able to produce money. So, uh, how true does that stand? I think in Imagine that would have been that is for me the only good justification of a move like this, right? That is there is a lot of counterfeit money and then there is no option but to replace your currency, right? Because in a way you, you have been, I mean your currency is compromised so to speak, right? So you have to take a drastic step to replace and suck out all the currency. The only thing is, I mean then you can suck it out in a more... Uh, it, in a more relaxed way, right? You don't have to do it overnight. So if that was the objective, none of this drama was required. Absolutely. If that was the objective, I mean, RBI has done that earlier also. If you remember, all the pre-2005 500 rupee notes did not have certain security features and RBI basically said that we need to replace all of them. And I think we took roughly like a year to do that. And I think that's the time it would take to replace all the currency. I mean, we are talking of replacing 21 billion notes. Okay, that's 2100 crores, right? Who are more, who are more happy with crores, etc. And I mean, people's ballpark calculations are that the most optimistic estimates say that it will take probably four months to print all this currency and up to 12 months. I mean, four months is if we replace everything by 2000 rupee notes, which is impractical. Where can you use a 2000 rupee note? So you do need the 500 rupee note today is the backbone of the economy, the cash economy. Right? I mean, and, and the 500 rupee note is essential and that is the larger, that's the 1500 crore notes out there. There are 1500 crore five, 500 rupee notes that need to be replaced. And that's a lot of the cash economy is legit. Right? It's not as if all the cash economy is, uh, is illicit. There is illicit cash economy. For example, I think uh, agricultural income is, is largely in cash and it's legitimate because it's not taxed, it's actually legitimate source and it primarily is a cash economy. So. Uh, that is one thing. Secondly, I think sort of uh, just imagine that uh, isn't introducing two thousand rupee note going to make holding of black money in the future later? I mean, since we spoke about stock versus flow, uh, I think having a two thousand rupee note is just going to make uh, it a lot easier to hold uh, black money in the future. Right? Absolutely, the the future stocking is e so. Another thing I think people have to consider is that our economy has been growing at a tremendous pace, right? I mean, what the size the size we had earlier compared to the size we have now. So just proportionately. Right? I mean, I think some other, other numbers are, are useful. I mean, today, over time, there are incentives that are in place that people are doing more business in the formal economy anyways. Earlier, the estimates used to be around 40-50%. Currently, the consensus estimate is that our informal economy is only 20-25%, right? So, it's, it's anyway, the trend is downwards, right? But in absolute terms, it's bigger because we are a $2 trillion economy right now. Okay, so that's that's where although as a percentage it is going down, it is the absolute numbers are massive. So many times it causes shock uh, to individuals. I mean, we are getting richer overall as a country. A lot of people got very excited that we had deposits of say three lakh uh, crore rupees, etc. In the few days, I mean that's probably just like ten thousand rupees submitted by thirty crore people. What's that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so what does removal of uh, these notes in a couple of days do? Like, 
what is the real impact of this short term inconvenience and so i think it it was uh, again if the objective of the government was to uh, target unaccounted income as such black money as it's called uh, then it ha- had to be a shock treatment if it was uh, counterfeiting then it ha- it could have been done very gradually and rbi could have done it in its own pace but because it said part of the objective is black money it had to be done in uh, shock Uh, treatment kind of method, but uh, what that does is it causes obviously a lot of inconvenience, and I don't think we have to go too much into it. We've seen uh, lots of media reports of people waiting in queues, uh, endless queues in banks getting. Correct, and and I would frankly say the inconvenience is a short is is not the main part of it. Okay, I think that's a that's probably an immediate human story and sometimes a distraction. Okay, I think what you have to see is what has happened to people's incentives. right so inconvenience at every individual's level from at a micro level is a is a disincentive to spend right and we saw this immediately the mm. glad that you brought it up we saw this immediately where um, retail sales and this is completely expected it's not something out of the blue but retail sales have fallen across the board Uh, across India, retail sales have fallen. Uh, for example, I mean, e-commerce websites immediately put up thing that they will not be doing cash and delivery. Okay. And that's forty percent. Yes, that's forty percent of the sales, right, for e-commerce. Okay, so if we're talking about impact on the economy, you're saying the short-term effect is deflation. Yeah, okay, so deflation because in a way you have sucked out currency, right? So it, it, this is deflationary by definition. I mean, from monetary policy okay. perspective, right? You have effective cash in the money in the economy, right? Effective money supply has been reduced, although. there is money right but you can't use it right so it is deflationary from that perspective and there are sectoral pro- problems which are not about deflation but about i mean there are lot of sectors which rely on cash yeah. right i mean the, i mean we are although people are not this move has i think incentivized people to become more digital in trying to accept currency etc so i think that incentive has come but what's the cost of that incentive but i think even even in terms of that digital uh, it it's not like uh people i think the number of people who gone digital is still very less sure. right it's people who already let's say had uh, a smartphone and had a upi app enabled but was not using it that much Correct. now who just using it because they have no other avenue but i think the number of people let's say who uh, were completely reliant on cash and who switched to digital would be extremely low yeah. uh, just because so it can't happen quickly i mean there's also time taken for adjustment right i think this this move doesn't give anybody any time to adjust because it's like okay in a few hours we are going cashless now it it encourages more people who had both options to use it hence lot of the urban crowd is not feeling the pinch they always had this debit card in their pocket which they were not using yeah. but 40% of indians don't still have a bank account exactly Uh, and without a bank account or at least an operational bank account, yeah, yeah. which kind of causes the problem, right? Correct. So you can't overnight shift it, but I mean, then you can say, yeah, people will shift, but I mean, the people who earn their living every day and spend on their uh, daily necessities on a daily basis, right? So for them, it's a lot of so there. Is, so that's the real cost. I think the the cost that we see, which is the ATM queues, I think is is a superficial is a superficial cost. I think these are. If somebody has access to the ATM, right, and has a debit card, probably is not is is affected, but is not as affected as a person who doesn't have it. Okay, so all of this hullabaloo about cashless economies and cashless societies uh, is th- what does this move mean for that? Uh, again, that I, I think it would just see a small spike in uh, digital payments and so on, and it might convert a few people who are uh, who are kind of on the verge of sitting on the edge of having that's what. 
having let's say an app which does UPI payment and they are sitting on the edge before using it, it might just nudge them towards using it. But I don't think it, it, it's going to be a massive move towards a cashless society. And that was actually uh, not one of the agenda of the government. I mean, they might have mentioned it as part of Digital India or something like that. But I don't think operationally that was part yeah, of that. Yeah. I, I don't think that was part of the thing. I think that's an unintended positive outcome probably. Okay. Right? So many more outlets are accepting cash now. A lot of credit card machines are being sold. I think credit card intermediaries are making a killing yeah. right now because a lot of the... Uh, Transactions. I think government will benefit a lot by the way because for many of the small retailers right who are shifting from cash to re, uh, to mm -hmm. online transactions or uh, digital transactions they'll have to pay more indirect taxes at least I think people are hiding a lot of indirect taxes in India right so I think government will see a fiscal benefit overall of this move so this is a, this is definitely net positive for government for the government's fiscal stance if the because a lot of the contraction which will happen in economy will be in the informal sector, which doesn't affect the government's yeah. revenues, yeah. right? And the government's revenues, in fact, will increase because the there is contraction and move to formal. Yeah. So government so, is a big beneficiary of this. The the losers are the informal economy, and and on cashless. So I think we go to just from a normative point that I want to make is that I don't think anybody here is for a complete cashless society. I think then you hand over your complete economic freedom to the government. So that's not the point. But lesser cash is good. I mean, I think being more digital, just because transaction costs are lower, right, effectively. But having the option is extremely important. Yeah. That you need to have the option of either using cash or digital payments. And at any point of time, a person should be able to choose based on his or her convenience. Absolutely. Okay. So lastly, what are the medium and long-term impacts of this? Where are we going to be here? Where are we going to be a year from now? So, um, so I think... Uh, the, the medium term impact is uh, is definitely negative on the economy per se. Um, I don't know if we will see a recession which technically counts as a negative growth for two consecutive quarters. But we may see at least a dip for a quarter for sure. Right. I think that uh, that in the medium term we will see that. Long term I... So long term I think this gives a nudge towards the digital. So I think all the people who are on the digital uh, economy side benefit long term because this has pushed them pushed them further. It's entirely possible. Apart from that, there may be no impact, <laughs> right? People will simply, in the absence of other incentives changing, mm. in the long term, this move will just be a, a a blip which just goes away. This will have an impact only if there are other moves which incentivize people into staying into. See, there is a reason why incentives are such that people don't. Uh, stay into the uh, formal economy, right? Because the incentives prompt them into staying into the economy. So unless those incentives change for them, and they could, the government does want to do it, but currently we don't know. So in terms of, uh, yeah, the short term, I mean, imagine that uh, whether it's accounted or unaccounted, whether it's white or black, it's still cash which people were spending and now that is taken away, mm -hmm. which means just the amount of consumption in the economy will reduce which will have ripple effects and consumption, remember that it's still uh, 60 or 70% of our GDP, right? Uh, so the production and so on is much lesser. In that sense, yes, we will see a short-term reduction and I absolutely agree with Saurabh. If, uh, if you don't change the fundamental things which make people uh, be in the informal sector, then you'll have a fresh uh, generation of the stock, right, of black money. And within a couple of years, you could see the same situation again. The only thing is people might fear that, uh, well, that some uh, move like this could be done again at tremendous cost. Yeah. Um, 
I think that fear will be even that that fear is if that fear stays, that is a big negative long term impact because look at that fear may then prompt people into seceding from the currency itself, <laughs> right? So that fear can be very very negative. Yes. I mean, the fear if people stop trusting the currency, if the fear that this move can be repeated, I think that will be very bad. I think the government should reassure everybody that this was one time, one time. Yeah. right? We want people to trust our currency. Thank you so much, you guys. All right, that's it for this episode of the Tapshila Podcast. Don't be afraid of the currency. If you like the podcast, please rate, comment, and subscribe. You can also follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.